1: And Welcome back to our, what is it, October, first week of October edition of Monday Night Football. I'm Coach Alan DeRitter, and uh, I'm really uh, excited that we have this show tonight. We'll always start off with a prayer. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Jacob, thanks for um, this radio program. It's, it's been really helping out with all the uh, communication. Uh, we have a written word, for sure, with LA Prep Soccer. Uh, but it's nice to have the the uh, audio version as well, where people can hear each other speak and and hear the passion uh, in their voices. And I pray that um, this ministry can continue, and that um, and that will that will be able to grow, but only grow um, to honor and serve you more through the sport of soccer. We ask this through Christ's name, Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. All right, it's a great it's great to be a part of a free country where you can pray like that and not have any repercussions. Anyhow, um, uh, today's show um, uh, is going to be focused on the Baton Rouge region. Um, we're going to be talking to Coach Ray Linton from Ascension Christian about all the coaching changes man it's like my head's spinning from all these coaching changes so he kind of gives us a little perspective from a baton rouge point of view and uh and then we're going to try to go go over uh really who are the teams to beat uh in baton rouge in the next segment okay Uh, we're going to talk to uh st michael's uh, director of, of soccer operations uh i think if i if i got that title correctly and uh, Mike Lowe, and um, uh, he's going to give us a little update as to really who are the teams to keep an eye on. Uh, of course, you know, you know they're the big the big schools to watch, but there's a lot of stuff going on with the smaller schools that are that are uh kind of exciting so uh we start in our high school mode and uh, we'll, uh next week we'll try to turn our attention to Lafayette and we'll cover the whole state before the next 22 days are up and yep high school is about to crank up I uh, appreciate Miss Fallon Buckner who used the show to try to communicate um uh, with all the coaches and uh she's really open to using this show in LA prep soccer and And uh, really, the Louisiana High School Soccer Coaches Association um, to make sure that everybody's on the same page. She's not out there just trying to be a warrior, enforcing rules with no purpose. Um, She really wants to hear from us and wants us to do things that uh, will help the game grow and help everybody be happy. One of the things I'm really glad about is that she is all on board with us not wanting to separate select and non-select schools. Uh, I think that would be an absolute tragedy if we did that. Uh, and she's made some things very, very clear. I mean, a six-player rule is exactly that. A six-player rule is kind of ruffled a little bit of feathers. But um, really, uh, that that's how all the sports are governed. If we're going to be a legitimate Louisiana high school sport, we have to roll with the punches that everybody else has to. Uh, basketball, baseball, softball, especially softball, that's where all these rules really came from. If you really understand Louisiana sports, we had guys uh, coaching their teams 12 months out the year, and that really had to stop. And so um, I think there's a difference between player development and program development. Um, I I don't know if – if uh, we should maybe do a whole show on that. I mean, everybody wants their program to develop and their program to grow. But at the same token, you also – these are children, children and you're also needing to develop them, okay? Maybe they will be better at a certain position other than what your team needs. And, you know, th- there comes a time where, you know, it's put up or shut up time. I, I get that when you're in the high school of varsity. Uh, y- you've got to do that. But when you're in junior high and JV, you're still developing and – um. Uh, it's important for, I think, programs that are really of high quality to understand that and to um, bring these kids to fruition, you know. So um, any anyhow, that's my two cents on that. But it's not about me. It's about you. Look, uh, the two coaches we're talking to today, they got in touch with me at LA Prep Soccer net. Why don't you get in touch with me? If uh, if you have something really you want to talk about, you think like, for example, we're doing Lafayette schools next week. If you think you're an expert on Lafayette situation, contact us. OK, and I'll contact you and we'll see what we can do. Maybe you'll be on the next show um, uh, or you can contact me when, whenever I can interview you uh, and I want to get you on the air. Okay, so you could do that by contacting us at on our Twitter uh, feed at at @mnfutbol on Facebook at Monday Night Football page at mnftbol. Excuse me, did I spell that right? Mnfutbol. Okay, and also of course laprepsoccer.net. Just message me at A. the Rudder. Okay, how you like that for a name I'm hiding behind? <laughs> Anyhow, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Coach Ray Linton and see what is going on in Baton Rouge on Monday Night Football, your voice for you soccer.
2: It's no ordinary sports show. Candid conversation. We've got it all. Must have guests. Significant Louisiana sports figures. Serious knowledge. Post-game breakdowns, trivia, historical flashbacks, and my editorials. That'll make even the most diehard sports fans go wow from the one guy who's always in the zone. It's what happens when you've been around Louisiana sports this long. The WGNO Sports Zone Wednesdays at 1015.
1: Hello, this is Coach Alan DeRitter, and I want to invite all of you to take a closer look at La Salle High School in New Orleans. DelaSalle is a dynamic, inclusive community committed to academic excellence by evidence with our classrooms of the future. And of course, our commitment to athletics is second to none. Come take a look at DeLaSalleNOLA.com and schedule your spend a day today. That's DeLaSalleNOLA.com. All right, welcome back to Monday Night Football. Your voice for youth soccer. We're with Ascension Christian Coach Ray Linton, and uh, we want to welcome him to the show. Welcome, Coach.
2: Thanks for having me, Alan. I appreciate it. It's always good to talk to you and talk soccer with anybody.
1: Well, you you really are one of the major players in LA prep soccer, and you know and. Uh, so having you on the show is really going to have a lot of salt to it you got you know you know what's going on in the community especially around Baton Rouge and one of the questions we have here in New Orleans is what is going on in Baton Rouge okay the, all the coaching changes we can't keep up with them could you give us a yeah. little uh, uh explanation of what's going on
2: the the carousel has been pretty busy this summer you know we we've had three major changes um, you know, one of the most notable was, um, it was a Catholic high where, uh, where Mateus Costa took over the, um, took over the job there for Josh McReynolds. A lot of people probably don't know that Josh McReynolds has moved on to, uh, LSU Eunice and started the, the program at LSU Eunice, um, which is a two-year school and, and, uh, they're doing pretty well. So good opportunity for him. So Mateus has come in and taken over at Catholic high and... Do a really really good job there. Um, the other the other major change was uh, was uh, Paul Fletcher moving on from uh, St. Michael's to uh, to Dunham. Um, the Dunham coach Adam Allerton and Dunham had some some personal issues that he had to deal with and couldn't continue over there. So um, Dunham made Paul a very very good offer about not just being a, a high school coach but being a director of soccer for their school. Wow. So big move. Yeah. And he's able now to kind of, to kind of, um, develop his players from, you know, from K through 12, so to speak. I mean, he's, he's involved with the whole process. So big change for him. He was at St. Michael's for 11 years. And, uh, you know, he, he, uh, it was an opportunity for him though, that, uh, that he felt like was was going to really be a step up, which he thought would he'd never see from from St. Michael's. But um, you know, he's moved on. And the third major change is, is came out last week. Um, uh, Renee Buschlaw has moved on from 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 Catholic High or from Touchdown High rather. Um, Renee has been there for three years now, and and um, Renee is a former uh, former Santa Monica coach. Uh, took some time off and came back and when Larry Chandler left at Dutchtown and now he's moved on so um, the big change <clears throat> the, uh, the change over there uh, I was able to kind of confirm this week was uh, Marcus Dyer a you know, former woodlawn player um, has moved on he's a teacher over there and he's going to be the interim coach now at Dutchtown so we got some, like I said we got some big that's the main changes and then we just had a lot of other smaller ones um, Raffy Nunez just left Brighton Brighton started her program last year. Um and Fred Parker uh is gonna take over over there. Fred's been, you know, a lot of people know Fred from his time at Terra when he was a player and um he's been an assistant coach at Runnels and he's moving over to Runnels or to to Brighton out to kind of keep that program going. And um so Mike Lowy and um and Mitch Williams have taken over at uh at St. Michael's. It's an interesting situation. They're gonna be co head coaches with Mike kind of taking most of the administrative responsibility and Mitch doing a lot of the on-field stuff. And Mitch, again, another, another player, another former player coming back and, and, uh, and, and coaching at his school. So wow. it's, it's been, it's been really busy. You know, I, um, uh, you know, I really don't, I don't really know what the, the, the one reason, I think it's just a lot of, you know, a lot of time for a lot of changes just for people, in general, you know, it just, I think that it's all happened a lot in the Metropolitan Baton Rouge area all at one time. So, um, you know, well, what it do you was think? Was, well, what do
1: you think uh, Baton Rouge Soccer Club change of leadership with Louis Smotherman d- does it have anything to do with it? Or are these coaches really involved with the BRSA or in your case with you? No, know? I mean,
2: R- Renee, Renee wasn't. Um, Raffi Rafi was and is. Uh, is with BRSC. Um, Mike and Mitch are not. Um, but uh, I, I think it's it's just a, a lot of different. I, I don't think that the PRSC uh uh, uh leadership has really had a lot to do with it. I think it's just been time for some people to cycle through. The Dunham situation with Adam was just a bad a bad set of circumstances for him, and um like I said, he just had to leave, and that just created you know it's created the dominoes. Um, and I've been keeping you know a lot of these teams are playing in our Lion Cup tournament this this December and I'm kind of keeping up with it to make sure that, you know, I can, I can confirm these guys staying into the tournament and, um, and just kind of find out who's the deal, you know, who's still there. Um, What's it? Go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, coaching changes too. You know, I I find that a lot of coaches stay at programs three, maybe four years. Um, and then they want to move on. You know, that's kind of lifespan for coaches at, you know, the non in the non-core programs. I mean, QB has been at, at Jesuit forever, and Sean's been at um, at Saint at Saint Paul's forever, and um, you know Adrian Garcia is about to be in his eleventh year at Santa Ma. You know, these guys are going to be there. They stay. But you know, outside of those programs, you see a lot of movement because it's you know some guys they get their chances. the Coaches move, and then they move up. Josh a good example moved in did the Catholic op for a couple of years, got an opportunity to move up into the, uh, the college ranks, and um, you know, and that that was that was why he made that move. So, um, it, it's it's interesting. I think it's like I, said, I think it's really going to change the terrain a lot. Uh, you see it more in smaller schools, and I think that's interesting. It's, it's not the big schools we well, had yeah, Town is, but Renee's circumstance. Renee's Renee's been you know uh, he's been involved for a while, but he's kind of yeah, you know, he's entered another phase of his life as an older gentleman, like myself, and maybe, and maybe not you so much, Alan, But, but, <laughs> okay. but uh, yeah, he's just he's moved on. So,
1: well, and the Dunham thing really scares me from from being a head coach at De La Salle Because he can groom these kids. LHSa made it pretty clear this week that okay, he will be able to coach all of his kids. Until they're registered with the LHSAA all year long, mm-hmm. you know. Right. I mean, all year long, You just he gets some umbrellaed under, Crescent City. I mean, not Crescent City. What is it? Capital City or or, or Baton Rouge, and they're good to I,
2: go. Yeah, yeah, they'd be good to go. You know, and and there's a, you know, so there's different trains of thought on that, and ultimately, I don't. You know, if we're if we're doing stuff that gives us a better a better handle on developing our players. And I think that's a good thing. Now, you know how that works out for Paul, and 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 I'm I'm a Paul Fletcher fan. I, I think Paul is really one of the good guys. You know, uh, he, he's out there, and Paul puts his heart and soul into everything. He's one of the most organized and dedicated coaches I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a privilege for kids to play for Paul, and, and that situation for him is going to be you know a really good one, um, and, and for his program. I, but I think he's going to do a good job of developing his players. And giving those kids an opportunity to, to progress. So, if, if that's the process, then I think that's good for soccer. You know, I, I don't think it necessarily is about. A, you know, I don't, I don't think there's a competitive advantage other than just a, a good coach doing a good job coaching kids. And we all kind of groom our players to some extent. You know, we're we're, we're involved trying to seeing players, seeing them come up, staying in touch with them, watching them through club. And I think that dovetails into the DOC thing. Um, you know, I think these coaches have an opportunity to to see their players and and watch them develop. And I think that that part of it is what we should be focusing on. You know, the if, if coaches and DOCs are out there and they're involved with players, and they're build, they're building their programs. They're watching these kids develop, and they're they're implementing programs for these kids to develop within the club and in the in the high school sphere. That's good for soccer, and and that's good for players. And and I think that that's what we need in Louisiana, provided we don't have people that that will abuse that and and uh I, I i'm i'm comfortable right now that the the coaching core the the old line coaches are are following the rules and 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 doing what they need to do to 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 build build the sport in our state as opposed to just winning soccer games I, i'm i'm confident with that and I, I think fallon's making a doing a good job of of making sure that we all understand how we're supposed to go about doing that too
1: Okay, so was that memo that came out this week, um, uh, well received in Baton
2: Rouge or not? Uh for the DOC thing, I, I yes. think it was. I mean, I had I had a chance to talk to a couple coaches uh, this week, and uh, you know, it, it really—I don't think it really makes that much of a difference. I mean, I—I I, I made a couple of comments. I mean, on LA Press. Marvin Smith's our DOC at, at BRSE, and he's not involved with the high school program at all. You know, he doesn't have anything. He's not, he's not coaching high school, and, and he's very much involved with that. Um, the, the, the only other person that I think would have a minor effect on her would be Chris Mitchell, who's the director of, of competitive play or competitive teams in BRSC. And as a coach, Chris is involved with younger girls. So he's away from that. Um, you know, a lot of his U-High kids decided not to play competitively this year. They're playing, you know, they're doing some alternative things. They're playing uh, men, uh, at the men's level in Baton Rouge. And they're also playing uh, some competitive indoors. So um, for them, I mean, for Chris, it doesn't really have a, any kind of a real effect on him because the core of his players are really all out doing other things outside of playing in, in the competitive realm uh, in, in, in as a youth player so I, I don't think i don't think it was ill received because i don't think it really had a negative effect on anybody um i i think that uh um i think that things will go on as they've been i don't think it will have any impact on on what goes on because i think that and, and guys like chris chris mitchell's another guy i'm a big i i, I just think the world of chris he, he's another one of the good guys chris understands what he's got to do and, and doing it the right way and um i don't i don't think this is going to have any adverse effect on him or or anybody else and i think they understand exactly what but i think they understood what they were supposed to do before the memo came out and they were doing that so um you know i, I feel pretty confident that he's uh that, that you know he's going to be good to go with with how everything's going on and and continuing to progress progress as players chris always does a great job with, with whoever he where what who and whatever he has so Okay. How was it received in New Orleans? Um,
1: hardly a, hardly a flicker of problems, honestly, because we, we uh, uh, the main the main problem we had in New Orleans was was junior high coaches. Um, uh, you know, could they coach all their junior high teams? Because we have a few. Um, People in, in that position where they they have their junior high coach coaching their junior high team at the club. Okay, so uh-huh. as long as they're not LHSAA registered, I mean that the same thing that Dunham's doing. So yeah, it's no problem. Know, it's it's, right. it's, it's uh, you know the only thing the only thing uh, um, uh, that concerns me is uh, is if we groom a player too early for a certain role, because uh, some kids might be better at another position, but you might need them at, at, an, at a, another role. And and I'd hate to see a person not develop fully um, and find out what they, they're best at. So, you know, when you get your hands on the kids too, much, too early um, – it's never too early if you have a good if you have a good attitude that you're not in it about winning your state championship but developing the player fully. Then then I'm good with it. But yeah. But but, uh, but let's say for example like uh, you're, you're you really need a goalkeeper and you have a really good field player that can catch. You know, I mean that player need he's not going to develop very much as a midfielder. You know. Anyhow, that's just right. my two cents. Which isn't. Oh, more and it's, that and
2: it's it's a good and, and you know I think there's more of an opportunity now for us to have dialogue on this as coaches throughout the state um you know I think LA Prep have, you know, helps I think this show helps I think I think Fallon's involvement has been as good as we've ever seen yeah you know from LHSAA I, I think that she's doing a great job to really to really ad- to, to be available and to address our issues. Um, you know, I talking talking to Chad Vitrine and, and and the group at the LHSSCA, You know, Louisiana High School Soccer Coach Association. They feel like they they that that the Fallon is helping. You know, is helping to further the program and giving us control over our sport. And you know, one of the things I think it makes a big deal. You, know, you see, it is that we have literally no discussion about a public-private split. Yep.
1: Um,
2: Because that's not what we want. And. Uh, Fallon, I think, recognizes that, and she's going to do the best. So I, I think that makes a big difference too.
1: Boy, I, I I loathe that day coming where we where we split. You know, I think it'd be bad, and I think everybody recognizes. It. Look, um, before we before we go, uh, you want to plug your tournament in your uh, jamboree?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we're having a little round robin uh, scrimmage event uh last saturday before the season starts and you know if any listeners coaches are interested come on up to ascension christian it doesn't cost you anything Play a couple games a couple 30 minute games and we'll make sure that you get against some people that are different than what you're seeing normally um as for lion cup november 30th december 1st it's our sixth time it's our sixth annual tournament it continues to grow we have 36 teams coming in this this year and we're really excited. We got three divisions. We got some great programs. Um, you know, Lakeshore has entered this year. Mandeville, obviously, Dutchtown EA. Um, I'm really excited that uh, St. Fred's is coming down from North Louisiana. Hmm. Um, and, and and I'm making a point of of definitely scheduling them against my Christian team. Um, yeah, same weekend as Copa, uh, but. I think Chad and I have both done a done a good job of communicating about about getting our teams in there. That's going to be a very important play weekend uh, because there's going to be a lot of soccer getting played that weekend between Copa, between Lion Cup, and um, you know uh, I think it's going to be a lot of good soccer. You know all the way around so we're, we're real excited we, we got third coast soccer is coming in and, and uh and it's now become our name sponsor um and, and chris and, and the fellows of third coast and everybody knows third coast recognize our, our tournament as a uh as a pretty big event and they wanted to get involved in it so um, we're real excited hoping we can get dallas to come up there and play <laughs> in the next couple of years
1: okay gotcha how can people get in touch with you
2: um, best way to get in touch with me is uh, on LA Prep. I I, if I don't get right back to you. I, I check LA Prep every day. Just send me an instant message there, um, or at Ray Linton R E Y L I N T O N at Cox.net um, And contact me, um, and we'd be glad to you know, we'd be glad to do whatever we can to help every program out there get a chance to play and do it against do it against teams that they don't normally see. Um, you know we're uh, we're we're that's what we want to try to do at AC. We're going to be a we're be in our sixth year this year. We're not one of the new teams anymore. You know, right. we're, we've been around for a while. So, all right, um, we're, we're excited about everything.
1: And with your leadership, they they're bound to keep growing. Well, Coach, I I thank you for coming on the show, and I wish you uh, the best season possible. And uh, and I thank you for your support.
2: Appreciate it, Alan. And same thing to you. And we're looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks at our Jamboree. And um, you know, keep keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job with the show and it's good to listen to.
1: Thank you very much, Coach.
2: All right. Take care now. All right. Bye bye.
1: Okay, that was Coach Ray Linton, and when we come back, we're going to focus uh, our attention on the Baton Rouge um, talent scene. Who are the teams to beat in Baton Rouge? When we come back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break. You can advertise your business for as little as $50. Contact us to see our rates and get your business in front of the Gulf Coast soccer community. Follow us on Twitter at MNFUTBOL, as well as Facebook, or call us at 504-577-3131. 504-577-3131. All right. Welcome back to Monday Night Football and our edition where we're analyzing the talent in Baton Rouge and seeing who are the teams to look out for. And we said earlier we'll be talking to Michael Lowy, but we're actually going to talk to his assistant, Michael Stein, and welcome him to the show. Welcome, coach.
0: Yes, I'm Michael Stein. I've been I played at St. Michael and I've been helping kind of as an unofficial assistant for the past five years on staff. And I'll be doing so again this year with our new coaching staff.
1: Okay, um, I appreciate you uh, getting in touch with me. I'm sorry for not uh, doing my homework with that. and uh, But uh, Ray Litton was just on the phone with me uh, telling me that that's what y'all were going to be doing. And it sounds pretty exciting. Are you looking forward to the job?
0: Yeah, well, Coach Paul and Coach Estuardo have, have moved to take new positions in Baton Rouge after a long time with our program. And it's it's up to us as the new coaching staff to maintain that positive tradition. We have our work cut out for us. We have kind of a a young, smaller team this year than we're used to, but I'm very excited with the opportunity that we're going to have to work with these kids and develop them into hopefully a, a top 10 team and maybe even something greater than that.
1: Fantastic. Well, who do you think are the top teams this year in Baton Rouge area?
0: I would say right now, Catholic High and probably Denham Springs and University are probably the three Top teams right now, and after that, there's a whole lot of uncertainty. You know, will will Santa Monica have their their form from last year? How good will East Ascension be? How good will a team like Walker be or Parkview Baptist? There's just a lot of uncertainty right now because we've had a lot of coaching turnover and a lot of playover turnover as well, with lots of talented seniors graduating from many of these teams.
1: Got gotcha. you. And so um, with Caltech, High, is this uh, the same revolving door, or are they doing anything different this year, you think?
0: Well, they actually have a new coach this year because Coach McReynolds has moved to be the head coach at LSU Eunice. So they have a, a new head coach who I'm not familiar with personally. But in terms of their talent, they should be as strong as ever because they have so many good club players from the Baton Rouge and Gonzales system coming to play for them. And they have good feeder schools from the Catholic school system here.
1: Correct. And um Baton Rouge high, have you heard anything about them?
0: Yes, last year they actually missed the playoffs, I believe, for the first time in a while, which is very unusual wow. for them. Yeah. So I think you can expect them to take a big step forward this year under Coach Harsh. I know he's a good coach. I think they just didn't quite have the the talent that they're used to having last year, but from what I'm hearing, they're gonna be a little bit better this year. And we'll see because we're gonna play them on December 15th before the Holiday Cup, so I'll get to see them in person, but I expect they'll take a step up this year.
1: Okay, um, I was able to uh, play Dunham, uh, and I was really impressed with what I saw, and now they're going go, having a coaching change there. Um, uh, do you think that they're going to make a run?
0: I think it's definitely possible, and especially in Division Four, which is so wide open after the top four teams or so. Coach Fletcher, who who was our coach for about 10 years, is going to be moving over there. And if there's one thing I know about him is that he's very organized. He's very good at organizing a defense. So I think you can expect them to be very good. They're getting a lot more club players than certainly they did when I was playing.
1: Okay. How about Redemptorist? Um, are, are they kind of like just flying under the radar, or have they really turned it around over there?
0: Redemptorist? that school. As far as I'm aware, is closed. It's been replaced by kind of a new, smaller Catholic school named Cristo Rey, who I don't believe has a soccer program yet.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, okay. Cristo Rey is kind of like a movement, uh, and so all right. Well, that's news to me too. Uh, we're down here in New Orleans. We don't know what's going on. Any any other kind of uh, activity going on in the new uh, in the Baton Rouge area?
0: Well, I think the biggest thing that has changed in Baton Rouge high school soccer in the last five to 10 years is really the growth of the Livingston Parish schools. Because back when I was playing, the, the teams like Denham Springs, Live Oak and Walker, they hardly ever challenged for the playoffs. And now Denham Springs is a consistent top 10 team in the entire state. Live Oak consistently makes the division two playoffs. Walker is improving very quickly in Division One, so that's really what has changed the most. Because the Ascension Parish teams have always been pretty strong. Your your Dutch towns, Santa Maria's, and East Ascension's, but Livingston Parish has taken a huge stride forward.
1: Yeah, um, we were talking about their situation when it comes to club soccer um, after the AGM. But uh, I, I'm in touch with um, – we're going to go drive up to Live Oak, my, my team from De La Salle, and it's going to be worth the trip because we played them last year, and they're extremely well coached. And that's really some, sometimes all you really need is for kids to get pointed in the right direction and then watch out, you know. So what about West Baton Rouge Parish? Is, it, is there anything going on there?
0: In West Baton Rouge Parish, I know a new team that has uh, come up recently in there in our district is Bruley. They, they were quite impressive and athletic last year for only their second year, I believe, with the varsity team. And Plaquemine will have a, a team again as well. But there aren't too many varsity programs in West Batteners Parish.
1: Okay, gotcha. And uh, it's just amazing how the Louisiana mentality, you have this one little river. It's not that wide, but it's like, you know, when you go, when you cross it, it's just. Totally different here in, in uh, New Orleans. It's it's like night and day the West Bank from the East Bank when it comes to the soccer uh, community. It seems like that seems to be the case with y'all as well. It looks like okay. Um, uh, what going back to St. Michael's now? What are where you What are you going to try to do this year differently? Uh, w- are you going to try to go to different tournaments, or uh, you think you're going to contend, or what's going on with St. Mike's?
0: It's tough to say because we, we lost about 15, 16 seniors from last year's team. And we we haven't really pl- replaced that with a big freshman class. So this is probably going to be the smallest team numbers wise that we've ever had in my time at St. Michael's. We we'll only have about 15 to 18 varsity kids, I would say, unless some more kids join the team the next few weeks. But we have a, a kind of a new coaching system going on. We brought back Mitchell Williams to be kind of our co-head coach. He played professionally and semi-professionally over in England. He was a great high school player here for us a few years ago and now he's come back to kind of manage the tactical side of things. So we're going to be trying out some new formations and tactical ideas that we, we haven't done in the past and he's going to work with all of our players individually to try and improve their technical skills. So we're excited to get started with that.
1: Excellent and uh it sounds to me that um, everything's right um, over there at St. Michael's because now you, your feet, you're having players like yourself coming back. And uh, when the players come back and give and give back to the program, then it just starts to roll from there. And that's a real positive sign, um, to, if you ask me. And I think that's what uh, has been keeping a lot of the big boys going from year in and year out because there's a consistency of caring about the program, not just letting it, you know, uh, exist. And uh, – when it comes right, and uh, when it comes to the uh, club situation, how much of a compliment is club soccer to high school soccer in Baton Rouge? Uh, is it a is it a rivalry between the two, or do y'all exist symbiotically?
0: I think we exist symbiotically for the most part, mostly because a lot of the the head coaches at the big high school programs coach at BRSC or you know CCU or Gonzalez. so they're they're club guys themselves. So they're used to to working with. High school players, I'm not sure how the situation is in New Orleans by comparison. But in Baton Rouge, that's pretty much the case. You know, Chris Mitchell and Paul Fletcher and lots of other coaches are big higher-up coaches with BRSC, so we're used to working within the high school framework.
1: Excellent. What tournaments are you going to go to this year, Coach?
0: So we're going to be hosting our Holiday Cup as usual, but we're also going to be attending the Line Cup in Gonzales, and we're also looking at joining the karen crow tournament this year we're, we're still trying to figure out our travel situation because our travel budget is a little bit limited right now but we should be joining that as well we're not going to be able to attend showcase this year because of a, a scheduling commitment already but normally we would
1: okay yeah i love going to that too. but uh your holiday tournament could you give out a little plug it seems like it's going to be huge this year
0: Yes, right now we have 20 varsity boys teams committed and we're working on adding some more. And this year I'm looking at adding a new silver division to kind of split up what would have been the red division and give every team more competitive games. So we're trying to recruit all the high schools in the Baton Rouge, Lafayette, New Orleans areas to come to our tournament. We want it to be one of the biggest in the state. We don't have as many fields as... You know, Chad has to work with that Bo but it could still be quite a big tournament out at out at Burbank. We have ten fields to work with, and we could use it all day for two days. So we can get a whole bunch of games in, and we want it to be a competitive environment for all of the boys and girls teams that come out.
1: Now, Burbank are they um, are they independent of Baton Rouge Soccer, or uh, or or is Baton Rouge really run those the club run the fields?
0: Yeah, so technically it is a Breck park so the the city technically owns the fields but it's it's run by brc for all intents and purposes they have kind of sole jurisdiction over that area of the park but there are other areas of the park that are owned solely by BREC. but we'll be working with BRSC to run the tournament
1: gotcha gotcha and those fields are fantastic if you ask me yes they are
0: they're (laughs) they're some of the best grass fields in the state that we played on in my opinion
1: is, it, uh, is everybody in Baton Rouge kind of excited about Baton Rouge being asked to host the regionals again?
0: Yes, that's that's something we're, we're very excited about. We take a lot of pride in that. And I know Coach Fletcher is one of the main leaders in organizing that. He's such a great logistical and organizational mind. He's, he's one of the higher-ups that are in charge of organizing that. So we're very excited to bring that
1: tournament back here. Excellent. Well, Coach, how, if uh, if I'm listening and I have a team that I want to bring to your tournament, what do we do? How do we get in touch with you?
0: So we have our, our tournament thread, on lot prep that has all of the the information you can need. But if you don't have access to lot prep, you can call myself at 225-715-3246. Or you can email our head coach, Michael Lowy, at Coach at cox.net. That'll get you immediate contact with one of us to help get you registered for the tournament. Or you could also email me at mstei23 at lsu.edu for my direct email account. Or you could message me on law prep at warrior16. I-, I check my messages very quickly.
1: Okay. And, uh, uh, one more question. Um, the, all the, uh, the memo that came out last week, how was that received, uh, from your perspective in the Baton Rouge area from fallen Buckner about the six player rule and directors of coaching?
2: Oh, let's see. well, hmm.
0: I know there were a lot of coaches that are kind of concerned about that from our, and we, we weren't too concerned because our coaches aren't very high up in, in BRC at the moment. But for Coach Fletcher, that certainly would have been a concern. I kind of understand the, where the LHSA is coming from, especially with some of the, the big powerhouse teams like you know, St. Paul's and Catholic that are going to have rosters almost entirely of club guys. But it, I don't think it's something that most high school programs really have to worry about, especially at the lower levels.
1: Right, right. And thats I think that's what they're trying to do, trying to keep the playing field as fair as possible, you know. Um, And so I really appreciate her efforts. And y'all are, you know, you could just go right down the road and go talk to her face-to-face. So that's an advantage you guys in Baton Rouge have. Uh, Do you have any – I've asked you as much as I I could think of. Do you have anything else to talk about when it comes to Baton Rouge soccer that you think the rest of the state needs to hear, Uh, good things that are going on over there and, and, and the like?
0: Yeah, I'm very happy to see Terra High School bring their soccer program back because back when I was a player, they were in our district for four years and their soccer program kind of disappeared due to lack of interest for a while, but it looks like they're going to be back this year. And Baker High School also appears to be adding a varsity team for the first time ever. So I'm very happy to see kind of the, the inner city public schools start to get involved. I think it's a very good sign of the growth of the game in our country even after a year where we didn't qualify for the world cup i think it's a good sign that the the youth generation is still very interested in soccer
1: well i'm finding too that the inner city schools are being populated by um kids coming in from honduras and and uh, central america is that the same case in in baton rouge
0: i think that that varies from public school to public school but there there certainly is uh kind of Central American Hispanic flavor, and on a lot of the public school teams, like Bel Air, and Woodlawn, here for sure. Woodlawn had two two excellent players that are now at LSU Eunice, who were kind of foreign transfer students. And Santa also had some excellent players last year that that fit that mold. So it's certainly an element in the public school, and to a lesser extent, the private school uh, soccer scene here.
1: Right, and I look at that as a welcome thing, not not a not a negative. Absolutely. Right, right. And um, we were just doing 6v6 soccer today, and a lot of the public schools don't have enough players to field an 11 aside. side So um, Crescent City Soccer here has started a, a 6v6 league, so at least they can show their school pride in playing. And it's t- it's taken off. And I'm hoping next year we'll be talking about uh, teams in Baton Rouge that are participating because uh, Fallen's interested in making a statewide league, and I think that just would be good. I think one. that's a wonderful idea. So hopefully in a year from now, we'll be talking about that. Well, yeah, Co- that sounds great. Well, Coach, uh, thank you for being on the show. And, uh, and again, uh, I wish you the best with, uh, with the kind of – it's really interesting how you have it organized at St. Michael's, and I know you're going to have support of the school. And uh, I hope that your tournament uh, is everything that you hope it's going to be uh, and hope for, and um, I wish you the very best.
0: Well, thank you, Coach. It was a pleasure talking to you. You have a good season.
1: God bless you. Take care. God bless. All right. Bye. Okay, and uh, that's going to wrap up uh, our our uh, Baton Rouge highlight. Um if you really uh, didn't hear what you wanted to hear about what's going on in Baton Rouge, uh, let me know. I'm glad he mentioned Bel Air and Woodlawn because those are always uh, concerns for me. Um, um, I've always had really good experiences playing those teams, and I'm probably going to be taking my Dallas South kids up to that St. Michael's tournament and give it a shot. Uh, uh, we'll see how it goes. And um, anyhow, uh, Baton Rouge is alive and well. Next week, we're going to turn our attention to Lafayette, which there's no doubt about Lafayette being alive and well. And uh, we'll see if there are any surprises coming up in, uh, in, in the Lafayette area on Monday Night Football next week. We thank you for listening to us. I thank you for all the support that we're getting. And uh, I wish that God's blessings for you and your family as well. Carpe diem in Christ. And we'll see you next week.